0: Welcome to Advancement, a podcast from Cairn University's Office of Advancement, helping you establish practical and godly wealth management habits in your life. Here's your host, certified financial planner and wealth strategist, Keith Johnson. Hi, my name is Keith Johnson, plan giving officer at Cairn University and the Regency Foundation. Welcome to our wealth planning podcast series. My hope is you will discover some financial planning strategies based on principles from God's word That can be practical and helpful to you and your family. Throughout this podcast series, we are focusing on 13 wealth management issues most of us face in our lifetime. Today, I want to focus on investment planning, which is one of those 13 issues. You know, if we look back to 2009, we can see that the stock market not only recovered from those very dark days that began in the fall of 2008, but it has also given us significant returns. For example, since November of 2016, the stock market has provided investors with gains um, in that relatively short period of time that are significant. But as we entered the month of February of this year, we began to experience some turbulence in the markets. On February 5th, for example, we experienced the single largest point drop in the history of the market. To bring us some guidance and perspective, I am pleased to have as our guest today Bob Dahl, who is Senior Portfolio Manager and Chief Equity Strategist at Naveen Asset Management. And for those of you who do not know, Bob also serves on the board of Cairn University as well as the Regency Foundation. So Bob, welcome to our podcast and thanks for being here today. Pleasure to be with you, Keith. What I'd like to just start out with is to take a moment and, and share with us a little bit about your background. I think our listeners will find that interesting. So I grew up not far from here. I grew up in uh, Lower Bucks County.
1: And uh, so I've known about uh, PCB and PBU and Cairn for uh, a lot of years and uh, uh, fond um, references all the way along. Um, I uh, am married, uh, live in Princeton, New Jersey. We have three kids, 27, uh, 25, and 22. And as you pointed out, I'm in the investment management business. I've been managing U.S. large cap equities for, for many years and uh, attempting to help people not only keep what God has given them, but
0: to, to grow it hopefully for kingdom purposes. That's awesome. So how in the world did you get into financial services industry in the first place? <laughs> That's
1: quite a story, so I'll make it real real short. Uh, between undergraduate and graduate school, I was dating a girl. I did not fall in love with her, but I fell in love with the stock market. Her mm-hmm. father invested in the stock market. I had no idea what the stock market was. And uh, I said, this is for me, and uh, felt called, if I can use that word, sure. uh, to that uh, that business and been doing it ever since.
0: So one of the things that I personally appreciate is the fact that you serve on our board, both of the university and also the Regency Foundation, which is a big area of my responsibility, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, what led you to uh, become a member of the board?
1: <clears throat> so as I put it out, grew up around here. Um, there are a lot of wonderful Christian educational institutions around this country, but uh, I knew this one best. Um, uh, I've known graduates, I know some of the faculty, and one of my best friends is your president. <laughs> and for all those reasons, uh, when Todd asked me, would you uh, consider, I said, I'd love to to help and try to serve. I, I love the walk a different path uh, motto for the school. It really does encompass what this school's about. We need to have a Christian worldview but we also need to live in this world, and I think that uh, motto covers both.
0: It really does, and um, you know, uh, you may not realize this, but I was a graduate of 1975, and it was PCB at the time, Um, and you know, and and also I should say that my daughters were here. Um, In fact, my one, my younger daughter was in the first graduating class of the business school. Oh my. So I have a a lot of ties uh, here, And uh, one of the things I was so impressed when I came back here uh, as an employee and and began to see how the quality of the students that are here, I've been truly impressed. It's great to see. And uh, we
1: we know these are future leaders of all kinds of things uh, in in our country and indeed around the world. And to, to have that Christian worldview as part of what
0: they bring is just so needed in our society. Yes, here in our country, but all around the world. So true. In fact, on this past Saturday, uh, I had the opportunity to, um, they, they did mock interviews for the business, well, for all the students uh, to help prepare them for those days when they get out of school and, and, and want to look for a real job. And uh, it, I was just, uh, I was impressed with the students that uh, I had the opportunity to interview. So I think this school really does teach them to walk a different path. And, I, and I'm so impressed with that. So investors uh, have experienced some significant volatility in recent weeks. Um, So what steps do you think an investor should take now? So volatility or not, the steps
1: are the same. Have a long-term view. Know what it is you're investing for and stick to your plan. Yes, we've had uh, uh, early February a 10-plus percent correction in the equity market. They're normal. It's the fifth one since this bull market started in 2009. When we lived through it, uh, if you're an investor, it's a painful period. But to repeat, it's very normal. So decide what you're investing for. Have a plan. Stick
0: to it. Do you think we need to manage our expectations?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you should expect a double every year. Oh, yeah. There (laughs) you go. Yeah. So the long-term return, let's take U.S. stocks. Has been between 10 and 11 percent per year for the last roughly 100 years. We've had some wonderful gains, as you hinted earlier, and so I'm not so sure we should expect uh, 10 to 11 percent for the next five to 10 years, maybe more like six to eight percent. Still, good gain relative to
0: a pretty low inflation rate and uh, interest rates for bonds that are pretty low. So do you, do you see, I mean, one of the things that I keep hearing is interest rates are going to keep rising and things like that. Do you see that as, as a probability? Yes, we think that's a high probability. The question is how far and what pace. If it's
1: slow and steady, we'll be fine. If it goes too fast, we'll have setbacks in other parts of the financial markets, which will be a governor, if you will, over how fast rates can move up. But our economy is doing better. Global economy is doing better, and inflation is not going to be real low forever.
0: So I'd be interested to know, as part of your uh, portfolio management uh, perspective, do you do do international investing as well as domestic? Uh, The companies I manage are all U.S. companies. But of course,
1: U.S. companies get their business from all over the world. So one of the key decisions we have to make is owning these U.S. companies, what percentage of the earnings do we want to come from outside the U.S.? So that's an active conversation.
0: Um, A couple of months ago, I did a a, a series on the new Tax Act. And um, as you well know, there have been a lot of a lot of that tax act was built around lowering taxes for corporations. Do you think that's really going to be a help?
1: I think it already is a help. Um, I think uh, businesses saw this coming uh, once President Trump was elected, and so Corporate CEO confidence, small business confidence began to rise. And when confidence among business folk um, moves up, they tend to uh, do more investing, which has helped to grow our economy. Uh, So, yes, this was a big tax package uh, geared for uh, making the U.S. corporate structure more competitive versus the rest of the world and has given many individuals a pretty significant tax cut as
0: well. Well, I, I appreciate your perspective. You know, one of the things that I'd, le- I'd love to know is, from your point of view, for our students and alumni, what advice can you give for those who might be interested in getting into the financial services industry?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's, the financial services industry is very broad. It's not just the stock market, obviously. Financial services encompass a wide ra- range of uh, activities that are geared toward finances, Uh, helping corporations um, manage their balance sheets and their income statements, budgeting, um, strategic planning. All of these come out of uh, financial services background. So if one is interested, um, particularly one that is attending this school, the business school has lots of good opportunities, good uh, courses, um, uh, read the financial press. That's another way to uh, prepare oneself for the financial services business because it's always changing.
0: I haven't had a chance to report this to uh, the regency board yet, uh, which I'll do in a few months. But uh, one of the things I'm really excited about is uh, I am—we've started an investment club for the students, and that's fantastic. Uh, they were very happy when I gave each one of them hundred thousand dollars, and then they were sort of saddened when they realized it was not real money. <laughs> but uh, it's really been fun to uh, watch these students become engaged, totally voluntary, uh, that they come and they do show up. And uh, I'm, I'm teaching them everything from fundamental analysis to technical analysis. I mean, we're, we're, we're really doing some, some deep diving into some of these things. That's fantastic. Fascinating. The, the,
1: pa- the paper nature of it uh, should not discourage them in any way. Uh, as a professional, when I ran investment organizations, I insisted on a two-year trial paper portfolio when a new idea came up. Because that's... How you find out what's good and what's not so good, and what the wrinkles are that you can work out before you're using quote real money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I would rather make mistakes with play money than yes. real money. So uh, I think uh, I think this school really is preparing students who who want to be in in the investment business, or if they want to be in banking, they want to be in accounting. Uh, you know, all of those, and uh, or or in business management. So it's uh, it's really a good thing. Very exciting. So, as a financial services professional who's engrossed in the world of investments, how does your faith interact with your job? All the time and every day. Um,
1: I believe that uh, God is the uh, ultimate worker and we are created in in his image. And therefore, whatever it is that we do, uh, we are workers. Uh, God, as I noticed, also does things pretty well. And therefore, as we are made in his image, we are to do things well. Uh, As it relates to Christian faith, if I'm in the workplace that's secular and I'm only a C plus at the workplace, who's gonna wanna emulate the rest of my life? So we're to be excellent at what we do. That's, That's part of how it happens you know, mentioning God once in a while is not a bad idea either. Uh, <laughs> if, <certainly> <laughs> if if he's the most important thing to us, uh, how could it not come out of our mouths? Right. Uh, I think loving people, caring for them, giving them time, being generous with them in lots of different ways is an overflow of the heart if uh, uh, Jesus is really
0: who we say he is. Right. Well, um, as the planned giving officer for Karen University, it's, it's my responsibility to help people discover some of the tools that they can use um, that can really give them some benefits. Um, investments, if, they've done, if they're done right, held long enough, uh, they're going to have capital gains. Capital gains means they're going to have taxes, not only on that, but also, of course, on the dividends and interest. But um, charitable giving is really an important key element in properly managing that financial planning process. Uh, It also provides the best alternative to paying taxes. In fact, uh, I think it's about the only one left, if you want to really be honest. probably true. Yeah, selecting the right charitable technique uh, really can offset most, if not all, of the taxes due. One of the planned uh, giving ideas that I'd like to share, especially in light of the markets today, is the opportunity of giving highly appreciated stock or mutual funds rather than cash to the university. So by giving stock rather than cash, I believe they can avoid some capital gains and also get some benefits from the uh, income tax deduction. Um, do you have any examples for us?
1: Sure. The, let me repeat the principle. If you're going to give some money to Cairn University, don't give appreciated, uh, do not give appreciated stock. Don't sell the stock and then turn around and give the money. You've done yourself a tax disservice. Let, let's use an example. Uh, l- let's assume uh, you were planning to give a gift of $10,000. Uh, let's also assume that you own 100 shares of Apple, which a lot of people own, uh, which you purchased for $90 a share a little over a year ago. Rather than writing a check, it would be to your advantage to donate 60 to 70 shares with that $10,000 in mind to the university. At the current price of around $175 per share, You'll save tax on $85 per share in capital gains, plus receive a tax deduction for the entire gift. There's a matching gift week coming up on uh, March 19. It'd be a good time to decide to do some of that. I I gave this example once, and somebody said, but I want to keep the stock. That's fine. Make the donation and turn around and buy the stock back. You will have helped yourself from a tax standpoint.
0: That's a great example of, of planned giving, and that's exactly what we want to get across to people is that there are tools and techniques that you can use that will really help you, uh, and it also, more importantly for us, helps the students. I mean, one of the things that I'm really driven in terms of, of doing my job well is to provide uh, scholarships and, and help and aid to those students that, that come here because um, – School is expensive, and it doesn't matter where you go, and um, to be able to help them, I think, is just such a a wonderful opportunity.
1: Couldn't agree more. Uh, My wife and I, uh, as you know, make an annual gift to the school, and that's exactly where we put it. We think uh, uh, getting kids to be able to come to the school and uh, get the Christian worldview that's gonna make a difference for the rest of their life is hugely important.
0: I'm glad you mentioned Matching Gift Week coming up, March 19th, that week. Uh, I, I, too, am uh, making sure that some money comes to the university uh, so that it could get matched that week. Uh, that's such a, a great opportunity for our donors. Well, you know, planned giving is also a great way to help people create a lasting legacy. So having those tools uh, available allow you to determine how you're going to support the organization and causes that you care about. But what's interesting is you can do it both in life and you can do it in death. So as we go through this podcast series, I'm going to continue to offer some unique ways that you can help support Cairn University. So Bob, are there any last comments that you might want to make as we close out our session today?
1: So Keith, we've been talking a bunch about money. Um, Let me just remind listeners of of the obvious. Um, It is not ours. Everything we have is God's. And so I would urge you to think about the question as follows. It's not how much should I give, it's how much should I keep? Because all God's
0: in the first place. That's a great point. Well, at Cairn University and the Regency Foundation, we really do want to be a valuable resource of information and ideas that that our listeners can use in a practical way. So to that end, I'm pleased to announce that we're offering one hour of financial planning consultation at no charge. If you'd like to take advantage of that benefit, Or if you have any questions, feel free to contact me by email. Uh, My email address is kjonson at karen.edu. That's kjonson at karen.edu. I want to thank my special guest, Bob Dahl, for being here today. Really, Bob, thanks for taking your time to, uh, to come in and share your thoughts with us today. My
1: privilege.